The word of God is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. In order to achieve freedom and have good success, we must meditate on the word of God, which is the word of truth, and also obey the word of truth. We must execute and apply. Application is required. Also, we can speak and pray the word of God. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, it tells us, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word of God is scripturally revealed truth given by supernatural means. God's word of truth turns you from the world's wrong way of thinking to his ways which are holy and full of righteousness. Please keep us in your prayers and we'll be praying for you and may God continue to bless and increase your faith in Jesus' name. Oh, Father God, we thank you for one more day. We thank you for forgiving us for our sins, the things, words, or deeds that we have not, we have done that was not pleasing in your sight. And we know that you're faithful and just to cleanse us from all iniquity. So, Father God, we ask you today to open up our understanding, our minds, our hearts, our ears to hear and apply the word of God in our lives. Did it take root? Hallelujah. And take forefront in our lives, Father God. We thank you, Father, just for being God, for loving us, hallelujah, in spite of ourselves, Father God. Oh, I love you, Father. We ask you that your word go forth today mightily. Because, Father God, we know that this end is near. Yes. Oh, Father, help us all, our children, our children's children, that they be ready, Father God, that we all be ready when that trumpet sounds or you appear, Father God. And we ask all your many blessings, Father God, over our lives, our children, our children's children, that no harm come to them, that you expect your your loving arms of protection around about them, Father God. And all these many blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name, Father. Amen. Well, hallelujah. The Lord has brought us over into a new year, and we give him thanks. And, Father, we do humble ourselves before you, Lord God, because we realize we could not have made it over if it had not been for you and your goodness and your mercy and your grace. And so we thank you for a new year and a fresh start and a clean slate. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, our thought for today is running for your life. Jesus. Yes, Lord. Once again, our thought for today is running for your life. And we're in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. I'll start reading. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, 
the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Once again, our thought for today is running for your life. Let's go back up to verse 1. He says, seeing we also are circled or compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, what does he say to lay aside this? Lay aside what? Every Every week. week. And so the the Lord was dealing with me on how we're running for our life, but we need to let go of the baggage. Even let yes, go of the baggage yes, of last yes, year. Yes. You cannot carry that weight into the new year. We should not. The Lord has given us a new day. Once we repent and ask for forgiveness of the wrong that is done, you get a clean slate or a fresh start. Let yes. go of the weight. We don't need to run with all that baggage. We are in a race, yes. and the race yes. is already yes. set. But he says yes. as you run, run how? Run with patience. He's telling us how to run. He's telling you to run without that weight, with all that baggage, unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, hatred, all of those things. Let it go. Unloving feelings, offenses, leave all of that stuff behind so you can run the race because every runner, you think about the marathon, they dress lightly. They don't carry yes, a lot of don't. things with them nope. because nope. the more weight you carry on you, then the harder your body yes, works, sir. lay aside every weight, pull it off, get it out of your heart. And he says, then he says, and the sin, there's some who have unconfessed sin they need to lay aside, they need to repent of so God can forgive them. And I'm talking about sins that have been committed since they've been buried in Jesus' name. They need to let go of, he says, the sin. There are certain sins that are still holding God's people captive or still have them hindered or in a wheelchair. It's like they're disabled. They cannot run freely because they still have unconfessed sin in their lives. And then he says, run the race with patience. And having patience is the capacity to accept, listen to this, or tolerate delay or trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. That's what patience means. Having the tolerance to delay, that means that it doesn't happen right away. It doesn't happen when you want it. There's a time frame that God has put on, And he says, you be patient in the race that you're running. You cannot jump out there and get to the finish line right away. There's hurdles we have to get over. There's trials and tribulations. And he is developing us as we are running the race. And he says that the race is set. That means it's already put in place. He knows the outcome. Who is he that overcometh? But he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In First John, who is he that overcometh? So we automatically overcome if we obey the word and do what the word of God says. He says to run with patience. That means to persevere or to endure or to have persistence, not giving up, no matter how difficult the race gets. You cannot give up, no matter how long it takes to achieve the goal 
we must continue to run with patience. It's easier to run the race without all the baggage. And the goal is to obtain the prize or obtain eternal life with Christ. To, the goal also is to make the first resurrection. As we're running, we want to run and be as the wise virgins. And so we need wisdom. We need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray for discernment. Yeah. We need to pray that the Lord forgive us and wash us and keep us clean. And Jesus said we are clean by the word. And that's what we need more this year than anything. We need the word. Yes, We need the word. And so look at what he says in verse 2. He says, looking unto who? Jesus Christ. Yes. And so we need to get our eyes off a of man and get our eyes out of the mirror on ourselves yes. and look to Jesus. Look up to Jesus. Stop looking to the left and right and looking for man to help you. Cry out to the Lord and he'll send the one he's already assigned to assist and aid us. And we have the Holy Ghost to aid and assist us. And so he says, looking unto Jesus, not man. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was what? That before him, he persevered, he endured, he didn't give up. And so Jesus had his own race to run, and he ran that race, and he won the race, and he completed that race. And because he finished strong and good, guess what? Now we not only have hope in him and what he did and his blood, Yes, we can do the same thing. He was our example. Yes. And look at, he says, for the joy that was set. The joy of the Lord is our what? Our strength. So if Jesus endured or persevered, he didn't give up, then we're not to say. We know the word of God says men ought to always pray. So that's part of the race. Part of the yeah. race is always praying. Part of the race is meditating on the word of God and giving ourselves and our hearts wholeheartedly to it. And um, I'm going to read two over again. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. And now he is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus ran his race. We have a race to run. And if you're not sure what the baggage is, because sometimes there are things dormant in us, we don't even know that we're not even aware that are hindering us, we can go to the rock. We can go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to reveal. And just like a layer, layer, he'll unpeel and reveal. That's what he'll do. He'll unpeel all the things that are in us, all the impurities. And the Bible says he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he'll, when you know anything, that word that we hide in our heart will unpeel and reveal those layers and things that we need to take off all that extra weight so that we can run the race. As we're running the race, we're running with patience, but we are running to receive a prize. Amen. Amen. Let's go to, um, let's also go to chapter 5, and I'll read verse 7 in the same book, Hebrews 5 and 7. Now, this is talking about Jesus Christ before he went to the cross. He's talking about. Christ Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying 
and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard and that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And so in the days of his flesh, when Jesus as a man, the word that was made flesh, he in his flesh, what? He offered up prayer to God. Now, this was the race that he had to run. Every man's race is different. Your race is different from the one that I have to run. But even in his, when he was in his flesh as a man, he prayed to the Father. I'm back, back in verse 7. He offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying. He was mourning, mourning and groaning out and tears, the Bible says, unto him who was able to save him from death. God could have saved Jesus from the death of the cross. Jesus understood that this race that he was running, he had to go through. He had to go through. He endured. He persevered. And he's our example. If he went through it, we can go through it. And it says he offered up prayers to him who could have saved him from death and was heard and that he feared. But verse 8 says, though Jesus was a son and you and I are sons and daughters of God, how did he learn obedience? He learned obedience. He learned to endure. He learned patience. He learned to persevere by what he suffered. And so we do have to go through suffering, but the Bible says to suffer for righteousness' sake, not unrighteousness' sake. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus was the righteous, perfect one who went through for our sins, but nevertheless, he was obedient. And look at what verse 9 says. And being made perfect, he became, here we go again, Hebrews chapter 12 says Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, but it says he became the author of eternal salvation, no end, no beginning. He's the Savior of the world unto all them that obey him and his word. See, you've got to obey the word. That's a part of running the race. You can't get in the race. First of all, even before you get to the marathon, there are races that have to be won before you get to go to the Olympics. And there's an amount of training that has to be done. There's preparation before you even get to the marathon. Mm-hmm. And so we are preparing now before we go to the wedding feast. This is a time of preparation. And mm-hmm. in preparing, there's some struggles. You may, your muscles may ache. There's going to be some hardship. The the one who's preparing to run the race, he already knows. His mind is made up. He's going to finish. He trains. He may get up early, and he has a rigorous training system. I thought about that. People who run races, they train for years. They get their bodies prepared for the final race, whatever goal they're trying to achieve. They may have a special diet they have to eat. They get up at a certain time of the day. They may run a certain mile, certain number of hours. You know, there's a lot of mental things that they have to do as well, certain exercises that have to be done. That's what I said. There's a rigorous um, training and activities that are put in place as preparation for the big race. And mm-hmm. we are in a race, and as we are running, there is preparation to get you ready for the next hurdle that you may have to jump over. 
Jesus is, was made perfect. He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. And back again, part of running the race is obeying. The Lord Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey or keep my commandments. And he also said in St. John thirteen thirty five, by this will all men know that you are my disciples or that you are running and a follower of me. If you, when you have love, one for one another. Our thought for today is running for your life, but we must let go of all the baggage. We must let go of the sins, the Bible says, that's easily setting us. Let go of the, all of the things that's holding us back from running a well race, from running a race to achieve the prize. I'm going to go, um, let's go to, let's go back to chapter 12. See, the enemy trying to make us think that we, he will try to make us give up. And that's why I went to chapter 5, because even Jesus going to the cross, he didn't give up. He persevered and he endured, the Bible says. We look at verse 9. He says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. Amen. Amen. And we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? He says, for they verily for a few days chasten us after our own pleasure, but he for our profit that we may be what? Partakers of what? His holiness. The word of God says, be ye holy for I am holy. As we suit up, to run the race, because the Bible says to put on the whole armor of God, that's a part of the pre- preparation for the race, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Hebrews 2 and 9, it says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man, and verse 10, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of our salvation perfect. How? Through suffering. suffering, yes. We cannot run the race and, and think that there is not going to be any suffering that we yes. must endure. So let's go back up to verse 9. He says, but we see Jesus. Remember, Jesus had his own race to run. Mm -hmm. And he said, Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. He, in his flesh as a man, offered up prayers and supplications to God. He was made lower than the angels because angels and spirits, they can't die. For the suffering, the word of God says, of death. But look at what he says, crowned with glory and honor because there is a prize at the end of our race. He received the crown of glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, he tasted of death for every man, for each and every one of us. See, Jesus just didn't die for the children of God. He tasted death for every man. And remember what the word of God says. He would that none of us perish, but he wants every man to come to a place of repentance because man was made in the image of God. God doesn't take pleasure in men, a man dying in his sins. Jesus came that we may have life and that more abundantly. Verse 10, it says, For it became him 
for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory to make Jesus. He's, he was called the author and finisher of our faith. He's the beginning, the end. He's the first and the last. He's also the captain of our salvation. But he became captain by the things that he suffers. There is an amount of suffering that is a part of the race. And the Lord is the one that already predetermined, pre-chose, because he knows the plans and the thoughts that he has towards us, thoughts of good, to give us an expected end. It was predetermined for Jesus to die for on the cross for our sins. He understood that, and he didn't give up. And I pray that as we're running that we don't give up because the enemy will put so much pressure on one to cause them, to try to tempt them to give up. But if Jesus endured, Jesus overcame, because of what he did, we can overcome. There is a way that seems right unto a man. Well, that's what the word of God says. But the end yes. thereof are the ways of death. And so there are times when we want to do something. We'll pick a profession, and we didn't consult God. We didn't ask oh, yes. him to yes. we do it. Yes. But because we want it so bad, he just allows us, because of freedom of choice, we will yes. go in an area. He knows the outcome. And sometimes what we pick and choose It's too much for us. It becomes overbearing. We become overwhelmed. And, yes, if you have no word to cast down the thoughts of the enemy, and instead of you crying out to God to rescue you, you end it. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy. See, the race that God has set for us, it's already set. He put it in place. All we have to do is walk in it. Remember the word of God says, the steps of a good man or the righteous man or the one that seeks God are ordered by the Lord. And he doesn't put more on us than what? Than we can bear. And we have to be careful with our words because words are so powerful. And that's part of the race as well. The Bible says that let your words be seasoned with grace. We need to say, if it be the Lord's will and I get to retire, I'm going to pray to the Lord while I'm working. I'm going to pray to the Lord to find out what it is he will have me to do when I retire because our life does not belong to us. Amen. We do not belong to ourselves. We need to be seeking the Father to find out what the next assignment is. We really do. That's acknowledging him in all of our ways. That's a part of running the race. Let's look at uh, verse 14, same chapter. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, it says, For as much then as the children, that's us, are partakers of flesh and blood, he, that's Jesus Christ, also himself, likewise took part of the same, that he through death, remember his race was different from your race and mine, that he through death might what? There was a purpose for him to die. Destroy him that had the power of death. And then the word of God is very clear. The devil had the power of death, but thank God, Jesus prevailed and he got everything back. He says, all power now is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He says that through death he may destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. And so we don't understand that what Jesus came is to remove and wash out, wash our minds clean, through the word, by the word, obedience to the word, knowing the word, having the word inside of us. That's the only way we can live spiritually and righteous and holy before the Lord 
as preparation for the race that we're in. We are all in a race, and there's a battlefield out there. We want to talk a little bit about the weight that is setting us that we need to ask God to help us to deliver us from. Because once again, we talk about for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, we have to do it the way he says to do it. The coach is the one that trains you and teaches. You have to follow it precise down to the T. Think about Jesus being the coach. The coach knows each player because he spent enough time with each player. He knows their strengths and he knows their weaknesses. And the the coach will tell you where opportunity is for improvement. And when he gives you instructions, he's expecting you to follow or go do what he says to do. And he knows what, what you have the ability to do. And sometimes we feel pushed, but Jesus, the coach, he knows how much we can bear. He says, the Bible says, we are the sheep of his pastor. I'm going to go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter's talking about laying aside too, but he breaks it down into categories. So the writer of Hebrews says, lay aside the weight. So here's the weight. Let's read this. 1 Peter chapter 2. He says, wherefore, lay aside all malice all guile, Ooh. all hypocrisies, and envies, and all, listen to this, evil speaking. So he says, yeah. put aside malice. What's malice? Malice is just bitterness. It's having ill feelings toward others or having an intention or an evil desire to do something wrong. He says, put that aside. That's a weight that you don't need to be carrying or bringing into this new year, sis. Yeah. These are weights, yeah. and we won't change, but we won't let go of the baggage. We're yeah. still carrying the old stuff from last year into the new year. We don't have to do that. He says, and all guile, lay aside the guile. Guile is just deceit and trickery or deception and fraud and craftiness. Remember the Bible says, Jesus, there is no guile found where? In his mouth. Yeah. We should be want to be more like Jesus. We also read, and he was looking up to Jesus. We need to look at Jesus. He's the role model. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on Jesus. That's what yes, we must Lord. look unto Jesus, not man. And even be careful what we're watching on TV. Be careful what we're watching on Internet. Be careful what we're watching on the TikTok because those are not things that can save you. There may be some good information. But we need yes. to keep our eyes on Jesus because sometimes looking and listening to that stuff, you'll get discouraged or you'll add weight on you because yes. we care. We don't want people to be lost, but Jesus is the one that says, lay your burdens at the altar. Bring them burdens to the altar. He knows. He cares. You say, so leave them. Yes, ma'am. We have to leave them at the altar. Yes. And we don't carry, that's false burden bearing. You don't carry somebody else's burden. You can pray for me, but don't carry my burdens because you have your own race to run. The Lord says, remember the Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you, but Christ didn't call us to do that because he took our sins and burdens to the cross because God knew he was able to bear. He told us to pray for those. You mentioned that, for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. That's what he said. Pray for the presidents, for kings. Pray yes. for our husbands, our men. Pray yes. for the leaders, the pastors. Pray yes. for the yes. elders. They need prayer. Yes. And so listen yes. what he says. He says, lay aside malice and guile. This next one is a hard one. He says, hypocrisy. And there are a lot of Christians claiming to be a name Christ. The Bible says, let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from what? 
Iniquity. They're claiming to have moral standards or beliefs, but their actions or their behaviors do not line up. They are really pretenders unless you want to be like Jesus. Nothing wrong with wanting to be like Jesus. The Lord warned us of that. That's the next one we go to. He says, lay aside envy. Envy is jealousy and resentfulness or having certain feelings, someone yes. things and the possessions that someone else has, one of those things. No, that's a weight that we don't need to carry. God is already, God formed you, framed you. He built you, and he put everything in you for life. If you mm-hmm. seek God and get his word and hide it in your heart, those things, the good things that he's put in us, the love, the joy, comfort, Peace, compassion, all of those things will come out of us because the Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. We will bring forth fruit once we lay aside good fruit, once we lay aside all this weight, lay aside all evil speaking. That stuff is still in our hearts. We're so quick. We are harmful with our words. We hurt people. The tongue, the Bible says, is like a serpent. It's poisonous. Because yes. words are so powerful, and if we're not careful, we are discouraging people and not encouraging them. And mm-hmm. out of the mouth proceedeth the things that's in the heart. We yes. shouldn't be speaking unpleasant things. The Bible says, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. He said, whatever is pure, whatever has virtue, whatever has praise. These are the things that we need to think on. Whatsoever yes. is good, that's where he starts. Whatsoever is just. Yes. If there be any virtue and any praise, this is what the word of God, this is how we can let go of all this weight instead of bringing it into this new year. We do God, thank God for this new day that he's given to us. There's a song that one of the ministers used to say is, every day with Jesus is sweeter, sweeter than, than the day, day Yes. Yes, Lord. That's how it should be. As we're running yes, the race, we've been running. And we're yes. in a new year, 2023, and this day, this year should be sweeter than it was last year. But it mm-hmm. will be as we're running the race and we let go of all that weight and baggage. So he tells you to lay aside what to take off, and then going into the new year, look at what he says. As a newborn baby, desire the sincere what? Milk of the word. And then he tells the reason why, that you can grow. Be like a newborn baby and desire the sincere milk of the word because the milk of the word is nourishment for the body and it will make you healthy and whole and you will begin to grow. And you will be a healthy tree that's planted by the rivers of water. That's the goal here. In the spiritual world, we do not, the ways that we carry this in our mind, the worry, the struggles, the things that we struggle with that we don't have to, if yes, we Lord. only abide in the word and obey the word, that stuff will come off. It has to come off. It has to come out of us. Whom the Son is set free, what? It's free indeed. And he said, it's the truth, which is found in the word of God, that will make you free or will make you be able to run this race and feel lighter. But it works in the same in the spiritual realm. When things change, when God changes you in the heart, you feel lighter. When a soul gets baptized in Jesus' name and his conscience is washed and all those sins of the past are taken away, he's not to go back into the sin, sea of forgetfulness and pull that stuff out. 
You've been washed. You've been cleaned. He says, there is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. We don't have to carry the weight into the new year. There are things put in place as you're running the race that God has put in place, and and you have to be careful how you run the race. You have to be careful that your heart is right as you're running. As you're running and God is helping you to grow, you can't look down on someone who may not be as fast as you are or may not be breathing the way you're breathing while you're running. He's built differently and his race is a little different from you. We're not to compare ourselves. The Bible says not wise compare yourselves with them because God made you exactly the way he called you. And he's given you and me a specific assignment, and we must fulfill it before we leave here. So Apostle Amen. Paul talked about the race that he's running. Look at verse 14. It says, even so has the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live by the gospel. So Apostle Paul understood after he met with Jesus that he is to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And he says, Amen. as I'm preaching to you, I must make sure that I live by what I'm preaching. And that's the thing that preachers unfortunately forget. When you preach that word of God, that word is a two-edged sword. It goes back to you. That word is for you too. You are not exempt. Preachers, teachers, everyone who has an assignment in the word of God, who has an assignment as a servant of God, they are to live by the word and be an example. And that word applies to them as well. So he says, those that preach the gospel must live by the gospel. He says, but I have, verse 15, but I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me, for it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glorying void. And look at verse, verse, verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for of necessity is laid upon me, yea, woe is unto me, if I preach not the gospel, I was born to preach the gospel. God is the one that said, when I met Christ, he's the one that told me to preach, okay? Mm-hmm. And he said, this is my assignment or this is my race that I'm to run. And he said, if I don't do it, I'm in trouble. He had no choice. He had nothing to do with what God, the assignment that God gave him Woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. I'm in trouble. That's what he said. If I don't do it, I'm in trouble. Look what he said in verse 14. For if I do this thing willingly, now I get a reward. But if against my will, he says, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. It's ordained by God. It is a particular time in history. That's what it says. That is ordained by God in a pre-chosen time to come forth. For if I do this thing willingly, I'm going to have a reward or I get a prize. If you run the race that is already set, that you didn't pick, you had nothing to do with, if you run it with patience and you run it without all that weight, if you run it without all that sin and you willingly do it, you're going to get a reward. But if you do it against your will, you're going to be in trouble. We all must fulfill the assignment that God has given to us. The gospel was committed unto him. Sis, you have to find out what is committed unto you as a part of your race and your assignment and yeah. then run it 
and run it with yes. all your might, yes. run it with all your yes. strength, yes. and run. Yes. You're running for your life to receive the crown and the prize. Yes. Look what he says in verse 18. What is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge. And look what he says, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. And I thought about even in the marathon and the race, you have the coach, remember, he knows his best. Sometimes he'll put him at the front to get out and get ahead, and sometimes he'll have him on the end. Mm-hmm. So because the, the fastest one, the can, yes, yes. And yes, so he yes. is the one. He sees, once again, the abilities. Yes. But Apostle Paul says, I don't abuse my power in the gospel. Yes. Because I was called a priest, and it's easy for me to preach, I'm not yes. going to abuse it. I'm going to appreciate it, and I'm going to do what I was called to do, and I willingly will do it. He, in other words, he's saying, I'm yielding to what I've called, been called to do. I'm not going to yes. fight against it. Uh, look, look at verse 19. He says, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself what? Servant unto all, that I may gain more. He understood. The Bible says in Isaiah, if you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. In other words, you get the blessing. You won't, re- you won't have the curses. Now, there's going to be some suffering. There's going to be trials and tribulations. That's all a part of the race that we have to run. We read about Jesus had to suffer. He had to die. That was his race that was given to him. Yeah. And then I thought about the, what he said, the race is not given to who? The swift, yeah. nor to the strong, but to the one who endures, the one who doesn't give up, the one who learns patience, the one who lays aside the malice and the guile and the evil speaking because the word of God tells us to. Yes, Lord. These are the things that we have to do so we are running the race and enjoying the race that we're running because we know there's a prize at the end, and it's an incorruptible prize. It's a yes. prize that doesn't fade yes. away. It's a prize that will last forever. <laughs> when I think about that, I get excited in verse 20. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I may gain the Jews to them that are under the law, as under the law, that I may gain them that are under the law. Verse 21, to them that were with, are without the law, as without law, being not without law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I may gain them that are without the law. So Paul, Apostle Paul understood as long as he was obeying the Lord, he could conform to the Jewish ways, to win them yes. by the word. Yes. He can conform to the yes. Gentiles' ways to win them by the Lord. He, he, by the word, he understood that it's light because I'm conforming to what God has called me to do. That's why yes. it becomes easy. And I'm not carrying all the weight and the baggage of my forefathers. I let that stuff go. He said, I don't even care about that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. All I want to know is Jesus Christ and him crucified, and I'm going to preach about Christ being crucified and being the Savior of the world. That's yes. what he said. And look what he said in verse 22. To, to the weak he became as weak, that he may gain yes. the weak. He says, I am made all things to all men, because he understood what God gave him. He built inside of Paul, Apostle Paul. You were built, sis. He made you. Yes. He formed yes. and fashioned you in the womb, and he put everything inside of you that you need to make it in this life to win the race. 
But what yep. do we do? Attach ourselves to the things of this world, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and it becomes so much weight. And even though God preordained and our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, now we find it a challenge to run the race for Christ. What? His yoke is easy. But yeah. you got to let go of that baggage that you attached yourself to that the Lord didn't tell you to do that. You got to let go of those things. He says, set those sins and wait aside. I, I can't get over that. You're running for your life, but your race is easier we, yes. if we let go of that baggage. Yes. It, it will be. Yes. Yes. yes, let go and let God. Yes. So he says yes. in verse 24, know ye not the day which, look what he says, run in the race. Everybody is running, run all, but one receives a prize. So he's talking about in a natural race, there's one that reached the finish line and they get the prize, the gold, and then the second reached the, just the silver, and then they have the bronze in the Olympics. But look what he says in verse 24. So run that you may oh, obtain. Thank you, Jesus. Run, sis. Run. Yes, so run. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a prize at the end of the yes, line for Lord. you. And I thought so about it. Why not run? Because you can't run if you don't run. Hallelujah. So in the marathon, yes, you may have 500 running. Now, there's going to be the first one to reach the finish line, but do you know the spectators will stand out there until the until last Until every last one of them yes. come in. Yes, yes, they do. I've watched the races, and yes, yes, they do. They don't care how long it takes, but they yes. stand there and cheer yes. that last person coming yes. across. Yes, yes. that's perseverance. Yes. So that's, well, that's like the parable. He said he don't care about it. That's the last one. They're going to get yeah. the same prize. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. He talks about the prize. Hallelujah. Yes, Look Lord. at what verse 25 says. He says, and every man that strives for the mastery, mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it that they may obtain a corruptible crown, but we... We do these things. We're running the race for an incorruptible. Look what he says in verse 26. I therefore so run. I'm going to run. I'm running yes. for my life. He yes, says, Lord. not as uncertainly. I don't have no doubt that if I complete yes, the Lord. race, yes, I'm going Lord. to win my prize. He says, so fight I not as one that's beating the air. I'm not doing this in vain. Your race yes, is not Lord. in vain. Your labor yes, is not Lord. in vain. There is a purpose yes, and there's something Thanks, waiting for you at the finish line. Amen. So run for your life. Run with yes, patience. Lord. Run yes, lightly without all Hallelujah. that weight. Look what he says. He says, but I keep my body under and bring it into subjection. He knew that he couldn't run the race with all that weight of the past, all yes, those traditions Lord. of his father. He thought yes. he was right until the Lord showed him. I got the word of God for you to preach, the gospel, the truth. He says, but I yes, keep my Lord. body under, and I bring it in subjection, lest that by yes, any means when I have preached to others, I myself, what, to be a castaway. So in the yes. natural race, one receives the prize, but the spiritual race that we are all running, there is a prize for every last one of us down to the last one. Like you said, the Lord says, He'll leave the 99. He'll go look for that one because the one was called to. That's Amen. why here we are. We can pray for them. Pray for their minds. The Lord, bring them back in. Safety. Lord, don't let them die out there in their sins. They're sons. They're daughters. And I thought about 
we need to discipline ourselves, sis. Yes, That's what Apostle Lord. Paul says when he, I yes, keep he my body under. I don't let my yes. body sin. The body wants to sin. I don't let yes. my tongue speak evil. But I keep my body under. I discipline my body or I exercise self-control. I'm temperate because I yes. want to fight the good fight of what? Faith. That's what the Lord says. Because if I don't fight, even though I'm running, even though I'm preaching, if I'm not careful, I could be disqualified. I can be rejected. So he said he ain't going to fail. He's going to finish. He's going to pass the test and pass the race. And there we have his testimony. I fought a good what? Fight. I've kept the what? I've kept the faith. And he says, and in it, there's laid up a crown of glory for him. But there's a crown of glory laid up for me and you. It's a crown that's incorruptible that will never fade away. It's your crown that's got your name on there. But you have to run your races. And I promise you, while you're running your race and I'm running, pray for me that I complete the race. And I thought about, you know, there's a song that we used to sing. It's Hallelujah. I'm a soldier in the army of, yes. And then he says, if I die, let me die how? Let me die in the army of the Lord. You see, we're not in an army fighting for the enemy. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. The mighty people They are mighty Mighty through God. The pulling down the strongholds or the weights that the world is trying to put on us. The weights that we bring on ourselves through the lust of the flesh, all of those things we need to leave behind. Yes, Leaving yes, yesterday. Yesterday is gone. Today is a new day and a new year, and I'm so thankful. Father, we are thankful, Lord God, that you brought us over into a new year, Lord God. We are thankful that you forgave us, you washed us, you cleansed us, you gave us a mind to seek you on today. You gave us, Lord God, the word that we can run this race, Lord God. We can lay aside those weights, God. We can don't have to bring the sins of the past into today and tomorrow, Lord God, because your yoke is easy, your burden is a light. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God. Because we are knowing and learning the truth, and it is the truth that's going to help us run the race and and get to that finish line. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord God. Amen.